Welcome back to Tuesday Take, where we take a deeper look into this week's teaching. Welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Take. My name is Shane. I'm sitting here with Pastor James. Pastor. Hello. How are you? Pretty good, Shane. Good. How are you, man? Uh, I'd be better if pollen wasn't a thing. Yeah, maybe all this rain today and tomorrow, maybe kind of just wash it away a little bit. I'm hoping so. I'm I'm struggling. My, my dad put up a thing yesterday that had just a spring floating mm-hmm. through the air. Spring is in the air. That's the first thing I commented back. I was like, "Yeah, I feel it too. Like it's in my, it's in my nose, it's in my throat." Yeah, it's that like, same thing. It's like you're ready for spring to come, but just get the pollen out. Oh my gosh, I hate it so much. And like, it's, even though I guess pollen's probably really important, and it, yeah, it's great. It you know, I mean, it's got great I'm purposes sure. and stuff, but like enough to the point where like I love talking. That's something that's I think one of my characteristics is really? I'm a very talkative person. Okay, like. I told Kelly yesterday, I was like, I think I'm going to talk on the podcast and probably not talk for the rest of the day. Okay. Like, I just, my throat hurts. I don't like it. It's not fun. I don't like pollen. I just, I don't, I, and I feel like it's worse this year. Like, it's been worse this year. And I don't know if that's just because, like, last year we weren't really out in it or what. Yeah. But, like, man. I guess we were scared for our lives of COVID, so we. I did. I did see a meme the other day, and we were talking about it a while ago. It said, uh, "Made it through COVID, only have this pollen to take me out." Yeah, and uh, I'm just coughing and sneezing and taking allergy pills, and feel like there's to no avail. Hope you feel better, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Really do means a lot. It's uh, fun. I'm I'm drinking hot water, honey, and apple cider vinegar every morning to uh, do something. I just that's all. A little green tea in there. Ooh, sounds good. Yeah. We got green tea here in the office. We do. I'm gonna drink yep. some. That's yep. a good idea. Water, green tea, and a little honey just, in it. A little honey. Yeah. A little splash of honey. Mm-hmm. We got any honey up here? Uh, I'm gonna have to try it. I'll find some. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening to our ramblings. Um, man, jumping into some questions. Uh, before we jump in, like the last few weeks, I've heard sermons on these passages before. Um. Like even last Friday before, uh, you know, we went home. That was one of the things that we joked about. It was like, we've never heard this as the wheat and the weed. It's always been the wheat and the tear. Like mm. growing up, it's always been the wheat yeah. and the tear. We kind of talked about that in home group a little bit too. About like, there's things out of these passages that was like, huh? I guess I never really noticed that in there. Okay, <laughs> like it's just I don't I don't know. So I'll just say thanks from all of us to you of. You know, pulling out things that we may have missed in the past and, and things that, um, honestly, we need to apply to our lives and I think are very timely for right now. So, mm. appreciate you, man. Thanks for being appreciate you, man. faithful to preach the word. First yeah, these are, uh, th- this one, I mean, any, I don't know, it always makes you not a little nervous, but, you know, some are more feel good, you know, they kind of, but, you know, when you speak about judgment, you know, it's kind of like, yikes, you know, this is, this is a heavy, you know. Hell, judgment, weeping and gnashing of teeth, you know, it's a heavy so topic. Saying, so you're saying if you were just doing a topical series on something, you probably wouldn't go to these. Yeah, I mean, unless I'm doing a topical series on hell or something. Makes sense. <laughs> um, Or judgment, but, you know. But, that's again, I think why I love to do verse by verse, you just walk through, you hit a lot of different things. So, 
And here at First Monroe, we don't shy away from difficult passages. Just go right through them. Man. Even though they're hard. <laughs> That's one of, I remember, you know I want to sometimes. That was one of the first – whenever Kelly and I first came and we joined and everything, that was one of the first things you said was, we don't shy away from difficult passages. I remember looking at Kelly and was like, we'll see when he says words from this sermon, <laughs> like whenever he really gets into it. And, like, I, th- I can't remember what it was, but I remember your main idea that morning. I was like, hmm, he really doesn't shy away from <laughs> – and so thanks for doing it, man. Oh, like, yeah. It's hard, but, you know, you're faithful to do it, and people recognize it. You're the real deal, James Doty. You're the real deal. I've said that before. <clears throat> well, anyway, jumping into some questions. Uh, Sunday, this is something that stuck out to me. Um, you said the enemy will do whatever he can to destroy the work of the kingdom. He tries to make it seem like he's just neutral and maybe just playing around, but he's actually here to destroy you, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to destroy you, and you talked about how, like, we have cartoons about this and like hell's not that bad and Satan's just like this guy who's just maybe misunderstood and there's like kids dress up for him as how all these kinds of yeah. things. Like the I, I understand like he can blind the eyes of the world. We see that in scripture. But like as believers, why do we buy into the idea that the enemy may not be all the things that the Bible says that he is? Mm, I think there's maybe well some level of like kind of that's uncomfortable to think about, and so sometimes it's easier just to not think about those things, and so and to be reminded of you know that he's not neutral. We're at war, you know, and I think for maybe us, maybe here in America or whatever, we we love our comfort, you know, um, and comfort's not a bad thing, but I think we love our comfort, and because of that, the idea of being at war, you know, doesn't sounds hard, sounds stressful, it sounds you know, like I've got to be serious. You know, of course, Scripture talks about that a lot. Be sober-minded, be vigilant. You know, I mean, your adversary walks around like a roaring lion, so he's like, hey, you need to be awake. You need to be aware, you know, and I think sometimes, I think that's probably one of the ploys of the enemy is deception and probably of just wanting us to fall asleep and wanting us to not be uh, aware of his schemes, aware of what he's doing in the world, you know, there's some things that are blatant obvious. There's some things probably that he hides behind that, you know, makes us think, oh, well, that's just that or that's just this. But um, I don't know. I just noticed it in the, you know, you just see it last week, this week. There's a lot of, I mean, he refers to the enemy, you know. And so I think it's something we need to pick up on and be like, okay, yeah, they're, you know, the enemy is real. He is active. Thankfully, you know, he's a defeated enemy. Thankfully yeah. that he is uh, – I mean, I know he's working hard right now because he knows he's defeated. And, you know, any power that he does have, he's given it to him. It's given to him by the Lord. So, you know, he's on a on a leash. Um, but there's, but we still need to be aware that he is active and, you know, we got to be willing to suit up and, and fight. Yeah, for sure. So we looked at ways that we can see if we're a wheat or a weed. Um, love for Christ that it, it's more than just being a, a good person. It's actually loving Christ that we can see our relationship to sin is different, that, that we hate our sin, um, that, that we love others. And that means going beyond the people who can love you and that are like you. It's loving the people who aren't, well, you know, like you said, like they're annoying, they're all the, whatever. So you read that list, and right before that you'd showed two pictures, the, the wheat versus the weed. Um, with just a few small differences they really don't look that different. They kind of look the same. And, and you went into that, and there's, there's implications with that. <clears throat> so whenever we look at this list, whenever we see, like, 
Wheaton, we, we talked about, you know, moral reform a few weeks ago and actually being a Christ follower and how different those are. So when we look at this list, I think from the outside we can look and be like, oh, that person loves Christ. You know, they have the relationship to, to, to sin. They, they obviously don't like their sin, and, and they love people well. Like, knowing all of that, why is it so important that we our relationship with Christ is where it's supposed to be? You, you tell a story about your buddy from Rabel that really from the outside, all of these things look like it and played in the band did all that and then one day it was like hey this this is this is now real why is it so important for us to really look at this and really ask the question which one are we yeah so i think and this kind of goes along with what we've already seen in matthew i think this is why jesus all of his teachings he's trying to get at the heart of everything that it's about the heart it's not about it's not about actions because you can you can look like you love jesus you can look like you hate sin by not, you know, oh, I'm going to abstain from this, 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 this. You know, outwardly we can do that. We can outwardly look, have a facade that we care about people, love people. And so you can, I I think just in our world, I think you can do that well enough that no one would suspect that you're not a Christian. I mean, I, I you know, especially probably Bible Belt culture, you know, how to be? I think we can we can play the game, and I think that's what Jesus knows that even in the Jewish context, I think even for us, is that you can play the game, but your heart actually not really be that. You can resemble some things, and but it's about a heart. You know, it's about heart change. It's about your heart actually loving Jesus. It's about your heart actually not just trying to clean up some outward behavior, but realizing, hey, sin lies with deep within. You know, whether that's uh, and and it's we we usually just deal with the fruit of our sin. We don't deal with our actual like our heart, you know, uh, whether it's lust, it's pride, it's greed, it's these things that are deep, you know, deep sins. And so that that would be my kind of thought of like you know if we're trying to. And I think that's why I think in a sense you you and I as a church we made the comment like we're not called to make the judgment call of who's in who's out because at the core of it we can't see people's hearts. And I think we could get it wrong. We could say, "Oh, well, that, that person for sure was a follower of Jesus." And in every, in obviously, there are fruits. There are things that we can determine, and, and I think we can have good judgment in that. But at the end of the day, I mean, there are people. I mean, what does Jesus say? There's going to be people at the end of that. And we looked at the Sermon on the Mount that will come to me and say, "Lord, Lord, I did all these things." And he says, "Yeah, I didn't know you." You know. So I think there's that's where it's like, all right, it's about the heart, and we probably have to just keep emphasizing that for all of us. Like, hey, it's it's a heart thing. You know, yeah. um, it's not it's not an appearance thing, you know, because as, as you saw the wheat, I mean, until it really gets to a certain stage, you really can't tell the difference until it gets to a certain stage. There's a lot of people that look, maybe for a lot of their life, they look, they look the part of being a Christian, but the reality is they may not actually be one, you know, and so yeah. it's kind of a warning for us and, you know, to remember, you know, it's about the heart, it's about the motive. I mean, you know, Sermon on the Mount was like all about that. You yeah. Know? So your first principle this week was the church is in the business of evangelism and not judgment. So if you haven't heard, uh, there's a rapper. His name is Lil Nas X. We're just going to refer to him as Nas moving forward. Nas just released a shoe with a guy named Mischief, uh, and they've called it the Satan shoe. There's all kind of demonic stuff around. I mean, there's said there's human blood in it. There's pentagrams on it, 666. Like there, There's a lot of things surrounding it that are satanic. So with this thought in mind that the church is in the business of evangelism and not judgment, how should we approach this situation? 
Um, probably, I think there's probably several different things we should probably think through. One is, I mean, obviously, we call sin sin, and we recognize what's evil, and so obviously this is whether and you know I don't I know you we talked a little earlier I don't know exactly his motive in what he's doing but obviously whether he's just trying to be funny whether he's trying to get attention and it could be a lot of that you know playing around with satan um satan symbols and probably not the best uh thing to do um is to mess around with you know whether he realizes it or not he may realize or he may not he may not realize what he's playing with and so obviously it's it's demonic it's evil and so um but i think there's also a level in us of we recognize that i think in the level of the of the parable we have to be clear on god's standard we have to be clear on that but also we are caused to hopefully reach people with the gospel you know and uh you know the the hope would be a little nice somehow hears the gospel and yeah um responds to the gospel and repents god delivers him um from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of light you know scripture says and so which he does for all of us you know all of us were once in the dominion of darkness we may not have been selling a satanic shoe um but it's no less evil you know of we were all in the dominion of darkness and god by his grace delivered us and brought us in the kingdom of light and so so i think there's a level of you know and I, and it's a weird we were talking earlier about it i think it's a weird balance for us to strike as christians you know because i think we like to make judgment calls and obviously you know little nas seems to be an unbeliever and so obviously we can't fault him for well i mean we can say obviously what he's doing is evil but i mean I mean, why would we expect someone who doesn't know Jesus to act like someone who knows Jesus? Yeah. I mean, obviously he does this because he doesn't know Christ, and so that fleshes out in a lot of different ways. And that's the same thing with the world. I mean, if someone does know Jesus, I can't, I can't hold them to a standard that I would hold my brother or sister in Christ to because, yeah. I, I mean, they don't know Jesus. So, I mean, you know, I, there's no point for them of, you know, I mean, obviously there's morals, there's law, so we get that, but. Um, but I think it's important for us as the church, uh, was it, you know, speak the truth in love. And so I think there's yeah. that balance that we're not good at and, um, you know, realizing, hey, people need the gospel, the gospel of grace. God is patient with us, wanting all people to reach repentance. And so um, as a church, um, we, we just got to make it very clear about, you know, sharing the good news, you know, Jesus with people. Absolutely. You know. I think I think that's one of the things that, that's it's difficult. You know, we've talked about it on, on the podcast before, but like you see Jesus whenever Jesus operates with people, um, does it in perfect grace and perfect truth. Um, we, we will struggle with that because we're not Jesus. Um, we're not perfect. Um, but I think I think that's honestly like that, that's the best way to do this. Like call sin sin, call call evil evil do that but also be loving uh, yeah and i think that's like the Jesus. and i think that's where it gets you know we said we were saying talking about this earlier like w- when you call out sin people are going to get offended by that i mean it's yeah. just the reality i mean when you tell someone they're wrong no one likes to be told they're wrong no one likes to be yeah. told you're going to hell i mean i mean no none of us i mean if someone calls us out on something none of us like it you know it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good to know that we're wrong we like to be right it's probably our pride you know yeah getting to our selfishness our pride we like to be right we don't like to be told we're wrong and so there's a level of knowing that all right some people as you preach 
the gospel, which that means you also preach sin, you preach God's standard, you preach God's light, you have to present all of it. Um, people will get offended, people will misunderstand, people will call us things. That's just inevitable. I mean, you know, they killed Jesus. They killed the disciples. I mean, you know, I mean, this, this is just the reality. But I think on our end, of course, um, you know, Scripture speaks about it, but like as it depends upon us, we want to respond in kindness and love to people. And so we want to do it in a way that is loving and kind. Um, we're not jerks. We're not um, abrasive with people. Um, and so I think that's a hard balance of like, you know, there probably has to be a level of like, what does it be? Wise serpent, uh, gentle as a yeah. dove, you know, there, I, I think we have to have tough skin of realizing like people will say things about us and we can't get offended by that or get bothered by that. Or we can't use it then to react in a horrible way back, you know, cause we need to be kind. We need to be gentle, um, back, you know, but we also need to be wise and realize people will take offense to things, you know, in, in our world. Uh, I, I mean, it's always men, people get offended, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, you know, we just have to understand that. But I guess if we're going to offend people, let's let it be the gospel and the word of God. But, like, outside of that, like, people can't be like, you know, it's like, dude, that really offends me, but I like that. I like that dude, you know. Yeah. Of course, and then again, they may not say that. I mean, if we offend them, they may be like, I hate you and I can't believe And they'll probably call us unloving. Yeah. You know, they'll probably call us well, they already do. I mean, people already do, you know, of if you can't accept this sin or you can't accept this person this way, um, you are unloving, you're whatever. And so yeah. in some way we have to be okay with that, which is hard, but also we have to love. I don't know. It's just kind of a hard. I mean, you, you said it last week, and I think it applies to more than just that, but like Jesus obviously shared the, the gospel, shared that the kingdom was at hand, and people – turned away i think it's the same thing with this like jesus probably wasn't the most popular person of his day he was popular with some people probably really unpopular yeah. well he got real popular people. you know healing people and then he had messages like this about yeah judgment and the cost and people are like yeah nah, i'm i'm good can you go do that other stuff <laughs> like, yeah. can you like go i don't i don't fun stuff? yeah i don't i don't want the, you know you fed us all you know now you're going to talk about you know the sacrifice you know and so um and was the scripture say that the path is narrow, but mm-hmm. the way is wide that leads to destruction, and many are on that path. So, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. You know, and I think there's some level of us, too. We don't want to not – I mean, we want people to like us. We want people yeah. – you know what I mean? And so, I think that's hard, too, you know. And I think one of the realities in this is is the truth of this. Um, those shoes sold out in less than a minute. Uh, we're going to talk about this for probably <laughs> two weeks, and then we're just – we're going to move on. Like it's it's bad. Like we, it, I'm saying like in culture, we'll talk right, about right, it for two right. weeks. Um, I think the important thing in this is to remember that that principle that that our call is evangelism, not judgment. Most of us probably will never have a conversation with Nas. We'll probably never have a, a sit down gospel conversation, but we will have gospel conversations with people around us. And so you know, this obviously this was like a question for how how can we approach all of this? But like also, it's a question of. With people around us, you know, uh, what do we need? And so I think that it's, it's important to, to see all of these things, grace and truth, go from a place of love, but be willing to, to label sin as a sin and, and, and don't shy away from biblical truths, but also don't be a jerk about yeah. it. Like, love people well. So moving on to the last question, unless you have any more thoughts. No, I'm good, you know? man. Uh, our, our Know Your Pastor portion of the podcast 
think I, I think I know where this is going, but just gonna ask if you could play a scene in a movie, whatever movie, whatever there's there's anything you can do here. Who would it be? Who would you play? What movie? What scene? Actor uh, as an actor, director yells, action. Who is James Doty personifying in what movie? Hmm. I'm gonna ask you the same question, so okay, you'd be thinking about it too, man. Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, I I mean, I would think Batman or some type of superhero would be a cool. I say that. I don't know. It'd be cool to be like. I mean, yeah, I think Batman, I mean, I think that would be, but then I was thinking of, like, Gladiator or. Trying to be Maximus, man? uh, Are you not entertained? That or, like, Braveheart or some type of war, Troy, you know, some type of, like, I think maybe. 300, King Leonidas. Yeah, something, something, you know, the bad thing is all those examples, those guys die, you know, um. But they died for a call. They did. They did. <laughs> True that. Um, so, yeah, maybe one of those. Maybe like a, a superhero. I mean, Batman or like, I mean, Superman would be cool to fly. That'd be a cool movie. Well, I mean, it's a movie, so you can't really fly, but you know what I'm saying. Um, that would be neat. Or like some gladiator type Braveheart, Troy, 300, just warrior. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. I I don't know. I don't know because I mean, obviously, being a, a guy and at one point in time being a little boy, like you want to be a superhero, or you want to be like Michael Jordan in uh, Space Jam. Space Jam, not LeBron in Space Jam Two. The coming second, out soon. The second one. Uh, hot takes. Um, but I don't know. Also, like. I may get flagged for this. I hope I don't. But there's a scene at the end of Bohemian Rhapsody where Queen's playing at Live Aid. And as a guitar player, it would be really cool to be Brian May in that moment. There's yeah. so many people there. That seems cool. Or any cool guitar like player Like a musician movies. type yeah. movie. Something like that. Like where you can – that would be fun too. Like yeah. just energy's fun. So yeah. superhero right. or guitar player. Okay. One of the two. Yeah. I mean, I was, guitar brother could be a hero. Yeah. When I was little, I wanted to be a fire truck. So, monster truck. Sorry, not fire truck. Mm. I just wanted to be a monster truck. But yeah, so you be Batman, Superman, or Maximus, King Leonidas. Yeah, some type of warrior. Yeah, the Patriot. Maybe. No, no. I want a sword. <laughs> I want a sword and a shield. Makes sense. They had muskets. But, you know. Of course, I guess they had a spear on maybe the muskets, but I just can you just nah, do me I a want a little more primitive. I want, you know, I think I want a little more. Can you just do me a favor before next week, before the podcast next week? Can you memorize a speech from Braveheart? And that's how we'll start next week. I already have it memorized. Well, no, I don't know. I'll call your bluff anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just if you if you can, it'll be a fun way to start. Anyway. Man, thanks for sitting down and answering some questions and and talking through some difficult things. And thank you for checking out another episode of Tuesday Take.